Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus it's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. What's up, faithful? 49ers web zone, No Huddle Podcast, brought to you by Odyssey. I'm Al Sacco with the up and coming Brian Rennick. <laughs> I'm riding shooting post- star, my man. You're, riding you're, post- shooting, you're a shooting star. <laughs> Listen, man, it's the off season. There's always 49ers news, like we always say. And I think, Brian, I was thinking, where are we going to start this show this week? And I feel like the Lynch press conference, there were some things. I heard some things yes. that he said. And maybe people, I'm reading too much into these things, but some stuff I wanted to hit on. Was there anything that he said to you before I get into my stuff that kind of kind of stuck out? Um, You know, I think the interesting thing is, and, and actually, uh, Eric Crocker tweeted this out in a reply to somebody and I saw it the other night and I was like, that is kind of the vibe that I'm getting as well. And it it has to do with the quarterback room. And -hmm. I know that we're going to get into it, but I feel like, I I feel like we've asked the question on the show before, or I have to you guys. And the question is this, is there anything that Trey Lance can do this off season uh, to actually keep the QB one job once Purdy becomes healthy. And I will say that it genuinely feels like at least from, from Lynch's comments that they have, it, it, it feels to me personally, right. And it might not feel that way to others, but it, it feels like to me that they have already decided that their future lies in, in that number 13 Jersey Mm-hmm. And that there really isn't anything that Lance can do to change their mind, especially when we talk about performance in OTAs, mini camp, training camp, and then the preseason, right? Like Trey is going to Trey is going to be QB one week one. Purdy still hasn't had a surgery. It's mm-hmm. March 1st. It's uh recording this Wednesday, March 1st. And it looks like that surgery is happening either at the end of this week or, or more than likely next week. But 
it, it certainly seems like they've made up their mind and that I don't know how I feel about that, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, I, I had, uh, I had Jason Aponte on last week when, when you were in, uh, I believe you were down in the swamp, right? Down in, in Florida. In, yep. in Florida. Um, and I, I, what I said was, I wonder if this Purdy injury is a blessing in disguise in that it will give Trey an opportunity and it may save Kyle Shanahan from himself in so much as I think Kyle Shanahan is downright lustful for Brock Purdy at this point for what he did Mm -hmm. in those seven games. But you look at Brock Purdy and it is impressive what he did. But I have I have heard a handful of of people like like Greg Cosell, right? Greg Cosell was was uh, on 49ers talk with Matt Mayoko and Jennifer Lee Chan. And he talked about how the the last three games that they charted for him, like he kind of regressed a little bit in those last mm-hmm. three games. He left a lot of meat on the bone, left a lot of plays out there, plays that were open that it it like on tape, it looks like he sees it, but he just is hesitant to pull the trigger. And, you know, you look at you look at Lance and you look at Purdy, and I mean the the physical gifts that Lance has over Purdy are, are undeniable. And so they went with Lance for a reason. And it feels like they have forgotten that they have Mm. forgotten what that reason is. And I don't know if it's like, there's just not a whole lot that we're privy to that has happened in, you know, behind the scenes and, and in practice and at camp where they basically were like, man, what we thought is nothing like what we got and we don't anticipate Mm -hmm. it getting better. But it just seems so odd to me that, you know, that, that, you could have you could have drafted Brock Purdy with a little bit more tools than Mac Jones, and you chose not to. So, I just it just doesn't it's just an an interesting situation to me. And so that is really a long winded way of saying it. It certainly feels like every time I've heard Lynch talk, he really has hammered home like Lance has to prove that he can stay healthy, which I understand, but it just the way that they continue to talk about it certainly seems like they've made up their mind already. And there's just not a whole lot of, there's not, not a whole lot that Lance is going to be able to do. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens once Purdy does have his surgery, because that's the first domino, right? If, right. if he gets in and they have to do more, like it doesn't matter. It's, it's Trey Lance's season. But if, if he is going to be back in six months, which will be right around the beginning of the season, then, mm-hmm. then you're, you know, you're likely looking at Lance to be week one starter, maybe week two starter. And if he doesn't just blow the doors off, which this offense doesn't do anyway to open a season, then I just think Purdy will be reinserted regardless. Here, here's where my thinking kind of changed because a lot to unpack with what you just said, and it's all in line with what I was thinking. So I went into this offseason figuring Brock would be back early in the season at worst maybe week one, week two, and there isn't really a need to do anything else. I got the feeling that there's a lot of still, we think he's going to be back, but until they get in there, who the hell knows, right? right. So if this is a thing that lasts into late October, early November, when Lynch said, he said, we have to look into the QB market in addition to Brock or trade to insulate ourselves. My initial thought going into the off season is people are like, are we going to get Mariota? Are we going to get Wentz? Are we going to get Darnold? None of those guys are signing with San Francisco to be the number three quarterback. 
None of right. them. Heineke. Right. Why, why the hell would you come be a number three? You're going to get all of these guys are going to get at least get high end two jobs where they're, you know, as quality backups, get quality yeah. backup money, or some of them may end up being placeholder starters. They're not going to come to a team and be a number three just because it's your favorite team. They're not going to come here and do it. I don't care how good the team is, whatever it's, they're not, they're not going to. But when Lynch said that my brain started going and I'm, I'm like, well, what if Purdy's out until November? What if right. he's not going to be ready until around Halloween or something like that? They should know that before free agency. And that may change things, my friend, because I don't think from, again, reading between the lines of what Lynch said, he's not super confident in Lance. He sounded like he had a little bit of buyer's remorse, to be honest with you. And he, he said good things about him, but some of the things he alluded to, and he, he said this earlier in the offseason too, about his health. Lance has to stay healthy. And he said it again, his biggest thing is the struggle to stay healthy. And he also said, we'll see when we can get Trey that opportunity in regards to playing. So they are guaranteeing nothing with him. Essentially, it's he has to go out and prove, one, that he can stay healthy. And how is he going to do that unless he plays into the season? He really can't prove that unless you're out there playing. And two, he's, he has to prove that that he he can put up the numbers that Purdy did with this offense because it was night and day. And sure. I think you mentioned Kyle Shanahan with Purdy. Yeah, I think Shanahan sees Purdy as an extension of him out right. there. He sees, he sees he the field the way, yeah, the, the way Purdy did does. And um, it's going to be – it's a really an uphill battle for Lance. And I don't know what Kyle's feelings are, but Lynch sounds like there's some buyer's remorse. And it may not be Lance's fault. You know, he was green and we knew that. But coming into this season – they need to win now. The window is now. And we'll talk about this a little bit later. I don't think they want to dick around. And if they're in a situation where Purdy's not available until November and they're still like, uh, we don't know on Trey, maybe they make a move. Maybe they do talk, call Tom Brady. Until we know what, what's going on with Purdy, I, I don't think we, I mean, I don't want to talk about it every show, but I think we have to like allude to it or at least, yeah. at least bring it up. There could be a situation if, if Purdy is out, halfway into the season and he's got to get himself back, right? He's got to get reps. He hadn't played it. It could be a lingering thing. They may go out and try to do something. And I, I don't know it's going to be Brady. I don't know what it would be, but they may do something bigger than what we had anticipated. And and I did not think that until I listened to Lynch, what was yesterday, Tuesday. Yeah. And I, I think it's, I think it's really important that, that this surgery for Purdy happens. We're, we're literally from today, two weeks from today is when free agency starts in the NFL. Mm -hmm. March 15th is when free agency starts. Like you said, they got to know, right? They got to know. And that's the other thing. What does, what does a, what does a season with either a, a Brock Purdy who ended up having to get what amounts to reconstruction and is gone for the year. So you are, it's, it's Trey Lance or bust mm -hmm. versus a season where you're pretty confident that Purdy will be back early in the year. Mm -hmm. How does that affect your free agency plans? What, how does that affect what you do in free agency? Yeah. Because to me, and, and I've said this on, I've said this on Twitter. I've said this on the show. I, I am not willing to underestimate Kyle Shanahan's frustration in how the last two seasons have ended. And also 2019, I I'm not willing to underestimate his, his ability to say, screw the future. Let's load up right now. Right. Because regardless of if Purdy or, or Lance are your, are your QB for the season, 
you still need to insulate yourself because they're still young players, mm -hmm. right? Regardless of how Purdy played in eight games, it's an eight game sample size. Like, was it impressive? Absolutely. Was I the captain of the Brock Purdy hype train? Absolutely. But I still can't make value judgments on the future of this franchise and that position just based on the eight games that he played. Just like I can't say that Trey Lance is a bust because he hasn't played enough for me to say he's a bust. Right. right? No and I, and I can't say that I'm confident that Trey is going to be incredible. Do I personally think he will? I do. If he gets the reps, but you can't guarantee that. So what it really is the perfect, the, I would say the perfect experiment of can you win a Super Bowl in the NFL without a franchise quarterback? And the only way to do that is to have superstars everywhere else. And this team does. This team does. And you look at you look at the defensive side of the ball and you look at how Lenore stepped up and and progressed mm -hmm. this past season and you can say look you you allow Lenore to, to continue playing opposite Ward. You move Sammy Momack to the slot. You don't bring back Jimmy Ward to play the slot. Maybe you bring back Jimmy Ward to play safety. I, I would personally like them to go younger. You could really make a splash at safety and on the D line because your linebackers and your, and your cornerbacks are rock solid. Like you don't need to invest anything in, in, in that area. And so are they willing to, to restructure some of these deals? And it sounds like they are Yeah. to get cap to make some of these moves. So you're already, you're already saying screw the future, right? Because, you know, you're, you're, you may be restructuring a guy like Eric Armstead. You may be restructuring a guy like mm -hmm. McCaffrey. They're going to restructure Christian McCaffrey, Fred Warner, maybe George Kittle, right? Maybe Trent Williams. That, that one I think is, that's the one that they can get the most room on, but it also is the scariest one because of his age and, and all that. Yeah. So that's the thing where it's like, they, this surgery has to happen. Like it has to happen soon because there's no way that their free agency plans don't change based on the result of that surgery. And that's, I think what is most interesting to me. They have to know this has to happen in the next week. They, because you're right. If they go into free agency and this is still lingering and they don't know yeah, they may try to insulate themselves with a lesser guy, but it may be a situation where they have to make a bigger move. I think the window's right. two years, and we'll we'll talk about that. But you cannot waste George Kittle and mm -hmm. Trent Williams and Eric mm -hmm. Armstrong. These guys who aren't going to be around that much longer. You have to you have to go for it now. They're just in a weird position, and I guess they always are because they never they, they've had these great, arguably the best roster in the league now with two different regimes in the last ten years, and they haven't really no. had a quarterback. No Lombardi. If you want to say Kaepernick for part of 2012, but other than that, I guess in places in 2013, but he was kind of inconsistent. They haven't yeah. had a long-term quarterback. And definitely, yeah. And even he was, he was only there four or five years. And that's the thing. They haven't been able to have that, that 10 year run. Cause you need a quarterback to do that. Cause eventually other guys get old. You can't afford people. You can't keep the team together unless you have um, Holmes and Allen, a burrow, something like that, that you could build around. So it's, it, it is going to be really interesting. And again, I went into yesterday thinking, yeah, maybe they'll sign some uh, Nick, not Nick Mullins, but Nick Mullins type to kind of insulate themselves. 
Maybe they will sign Nick Mullins. Who the hell knows anymore? But that sort of type, a fringe two, number three type guy. But now I don't know. And, and I think until we know we see that surgery, I don't think we're going to know. The other thing he said that stuck out to me was about uh, Mike McGlinchey. And he basically said, yeah. you know, could he miss his market? Meaning could maybe he not get the money he thinks in free agency? And then he said, sure. And that would be it. And, and would we be interested? Of course we would. But I don't see that happening. I see him being a coveted player. And I think the same thing. I think with McGlinchey, as much shit as he takes from the fan base, he's he's a solid. He's not an all pro tackle. He's a so solid top fifteen tackle. right tackle in the NFL. Yeah, he's a solid right. He's a solid right yeah. tackle in the NFL. He's a very good. He's a good tackle in the NFL. He, in free agency, those guys get paid. He yeah. is going to get paid. And I think the Niners would like him back. I think McGlinchey would like to come back, but I don't think they can come any close to the dollar figure he's going to get on the open market. And I think it's a foregone conclusion that he's going elsewhere at this point. And- <sighs> This is this is a this is a, a difficult situation for me because we're talking about a team that just went through a season that necessitated four different quarterbacks to play. And your right tackle along with your left tackle is the foundation of your offensive line. And I understand that McGlinchey's market is likely going to make him expensive. Mm-hmm. But are are you really willing to let him walk after a season that saw unprecedented quarterback injury? Like there's a part of me that, that is like, how do you, how do you go into the following season with a downgrade in offensive line play? Mm-hmm. Cause that's where they're at right now. Brendel's a free agent. Right. McGlinchey's a free agent. So you've got th- three fifths coming back. Right. And, it, you know, and, and I said that I said that on Twitter and someone replied, like, I have no problem seeing McGlinchey go. And I was like, be careful what you wish for. Right. And he was yep. like, there's never been a time that McGlinchey was out where I thought, man, I really miss Mike McGlinchey. And it's like, I, it just feels like people, people really, really love to hate that guy. And mm-hmm. again, I think it's largely based on the fact that he was a top 10 pick and people feel like for that value for that investment you better be you know a a perennial pro bowler but there's something to be said about consistent top 15 right tackle play in the nfl because that means that there's 17 other teams that don't have that and don't have that level of consistency and if if you're telling me that daniel brunskill who's actually a free agent so you can't even say brunskill but um you know, or do we believe that Jalen Moore can step in and do that? I don't. Do we believe be that? Um, be do we believe that McKivitz? We haven't even seen McKivitz play on the they right like side. Him. He's only they played like, on the left side. Yeah, they like and him, I know but. that they like him, but we haven't seen it. So, and if and if he's better than McGlinchey, why wasn't he playing last season? You know, I I don't believe that this team gives players positions because they have a a, a high value contract. I I refuse to believe that. We've seen, I mean, Kyle Shanahan told Jimmy Ward, you're going to play slot or you're going to ride the bench. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't care. He doesn't care what your contract is. So if McKivitz was better than McGlinchey, he would have been in there. So I think he's more of a groom, I, groom player. I, I think they've been grooming him, you know, and I'm not. That, that, I I mean, been, they've been grooming him for a while then because what was that, he, a 2020 draft pick? Yeah, and I agree with you. It worries me. That stuff always worries me. It's, yeah. it's, it's worked out for them. Like I say, they, I do give them the benefit of the doubt. 
But again, I don't know unless you're sure about this kid. Unless you're right. like, listen, we've been, you know, because they have, we, we've been grooming for a few years. He's ready. He wasn't, we don't think he was better than McGlinchey, but we think he could step in and now give a similar production. Unless they think that, they need to go elsewhere. Because like you said, there's been too many injuries. Window, window, window. I'm going to keep saying it. You, you need to solidify the shit out of the offensive line. But if you can't afford Mike McGlinchey, that means you can't afford somebody better than him either. Good point. So Unless they get, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So again, like it terrifies me that mm-hmm. it absolutely terrifies me because I, I'm not, I, I, I can't go through a season like this again, regardless of the fact they made it to the NFC championship game Four quarterbacks, man, like you gotta, you gotta do something. You got to address the problem and it doesn't feel like they're willing to do that. They're never willing to address the problem on the offensive line. So unless unless the way that they address it is to bring in like a Connor McGovern and upgrade at center, which, okay, that's fine. But yeah, right. Tackle is just not, not a position that you just want to, you you know, you, you're sending out thoughts and prayers that this guy is going to be better than the guy before him. I, that's, that's not a, to me, that's not a recipe for confidence at the very least or success. If, if we're being honest. Well, they, they're in a position too, I think where, just how many guys can you pay? I'm looking at the numbers sure. now, the cap, the cap hits for 2023. I got to figure out the percentages in my head real quick. You're talking 22, 30, 38, 45, really 52% of their cap. That can't be right. For One, aren't six players. That can't be right. I must've figured, no, I'm, I'm looking at their top. So Trent Williams, oh. 11.8% of their cap at 27 yeah. million. This is right now. They have, as of mm-hmm. right now, they have a restructured. They will. Mm-hmm. Eric Armstead, 23.9 million, 10.4%. Warner is at 18.5, 8%. Kittle is at 7.4%, 18 million. And Bosa right now is 17.8 million, 7%. Charvarius Ward, 16.4 million, 7%. I, I would say I did see something on the timeline that that they're possibly looking at at already restructuring that Ward deal to to lower his hit. Uh, yeah. Charvarius Ward. Um the one thing, though, here's another thing that that I I was thinking out loud yesterday. You know, we talked about kicking the can down the road, which is what they need to do right now in order to create cap space to to do anything in free agency right now. I fully, I am fully aware of the precedent that this regime has set about big money extensions. Those happen end of July, beginning of August. It happened for. Kittle, it happened for Warner, it happened for Debo, and I it's likely going to happen for Nick Bosa. And that was another thing that that Lynch said in his press conference yesterday was that they are still in the very early stages of the extension for Nick Bosa. And here's what I don't understand. Fine, like that's the precedent you've set. But you know that you have no cap space going into this free, this offseason as is. You've known that for a long time. An easy way to get a lot of cap space would be to sign Nick Bosa to an extension, which will yes. then lower his cap hit in 23, also, damn near to nothing if they want to. Why hasn't that been a priority? Why is it that you're more willing to kick the can down the road on aging players 
than you are to get this extension done early to to have that cap space from it. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. And obviously, I mean they've got smart guys in in that building. I, I and I am not claiming to be smarter, but just as a, as an outside observer, it just doesn't make sense that you're you wait so long because yeah, you're gonna end up with more cap space once that's signed going into the season, but that doesn't help you. Free agency is over. Like right, maybe a trade, but outside of that, then you roll it over to next year. Great. I'm not saying that's bad, but your window is closing. You need to load up right now. You need to pull the levers that will allow you to do that right now. And that's arguably one of the biggest ones. And to still be very early in the stage just seems like a miscalculation on my part. I don't know. So according to SpotRack, I'm still looking at this because I, I can't believe it, but it looks like it's true. 52% of their cap as of right now out of 49 active players that they have under contract, it looks like is 52% is spread out over six, six, six guys, six guys, Ward, Bosa, Kittle, Warner, Armstead, and Williams. So none of those guys are a quarterback. Those yeah. are some pretty hefty contracts. That's really interesting. I, I guess I didn't realize that. Um, and well, and shows you how the well they've done drafting to, to fill out the rest of the roster. It is, but it also tells you the advantage of, of having, rookie quarterbacks that right I mean, you that can is, do that sure yeah because you can do that yeah lance will make well his cap hit is 9.3 million this year yep which is only four percent of their cap according to this yeah. so debo if you're wondering his right now he's only getting 8.6 million towards the cap yeah They'll his cap it balloons next year yeah massive so yeah so they massive. have these guys so they have all these guys and debo too coming up so you can't pay yeah. everybody and McGlinchey's market value is 14.9 million per this year. So he, he's going to get paid. And it's, it's interesting. And we talked, Brian, for the second half of the show, we've been thinking about this a lot, the window. I just, that's been my offseason thought process is the window and how long do we really have with these guys. So I want to pose to you. I know my answer is pretty much. I want to look at the defense and then I want to look at the offense. And I want to identify who we think the core players are and maybe how long we have with these core guys. So if we start on the defense, I'll ask you, and I came up with six players that I think are core guys that are currently mm -hmm. on the active roster. And I'll count Emmanuel Mosley's not on the active roster. Yeah. Six players that I think are core guys. And I guess I'll throw it to you to see if you come up with the same six. Or I know I'm putting you on the spot. but Yeah, I mean, I would say, uh, you know, along the defensive line, it's, it's Bosa and Armstead, mm -hmm. right? And I hope Jackson, Drake Jackson, joins that. But I also hope that they go out and find a speed rusher that that they can that they can put opposite Bosa. But on D-line, it's it's Bosa and Armstead. Linebackers, it's Warner and Greenlaw. And then mm -hmm. in the secondary, it's Ward and it's Ufunga. I came up with the exact same thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. We're, we are on the same way with the exact same thing. Yeah. So when you look at these guys now, we're talking about this window with the Niners. How, how long do they have left with these guys? Armstead, I don't know. I think Armstead's maybe got another year or two on the team. He's got a huge, I know they're going to, they're going to redo his contract. Um, and now of course my internet isn't working when I want to look up <laughs> the ages and stuff like that. So let me, I'll hop on my phone and do it. But um, he's a guy who's got a huge cap hit. He, he ain't getting any younger. I got to check what his, what his exact age is, but he's a guy who I don't think you maybe have two years left with Eric Armstead. I think again, I just, I don't think he's a guy who's going to be around for the next five or six years. 
at all for the Niners. He's 29th right now, Eric Armstead. Yeah. So he's not somebody, yeah. he's not going to get a second contract with this team. 29 years old. His days with the team are probably numbered. You're probably talking just a few, one to two years left, I would I would say, with him. And I'll pull up his contract to see when the out is with that. Yeah, he, uh, so he, uh, right now, his cap number for 2023 is 23.9 million. In 2024, it's 24.8. And then in 2025, it is 6.7. And then 2026, is I'm pretty sure it's a void year because uh, currently that cap number is zero, and that's why that's why it's it's a lot of people are like they're not going to redo Armstead because you know you're going he's going to be 30 in this upcoming season and he, mm. he's still on the books for uh, 31, 32, and then again that void year and it's at age 33. So that's but that's that's my point about like kicking the can down the road versus being proactive and, and getting an extension with Bosa done, right? Which would have saved yeah. you more money than what an, uh, a, a restructure for Armstead would. So that, that was part of that frustration, but yeah. Yeah. And I would have I mean, for him this year to 2023. So like you said, they're going to have to restructure something with him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause his cap number last season was just nine, nine and a half million. So his cap number is jumping 14 million. Right, right. It's yeah. it's it's a it's a gigantic contract for a guy who's a yeah. very good player, which should not be getting paid like a premier edge rusher. It, it just is what it is. Right. I mean, call right. call it what it is. Yeah. Now, the other guy who is in his prime and is going to get a big deal, we hope, is yeah. is Nick Bosa. So he he is a young player. He's only going to be twenty six this year. He's about to get a gigantic contract. He's going to be around, you would think, for the next four to five years. So I, I, yeah, I was going like, to say five to five to six. You know, again, depending on how big that that contract is, but yeah, that, uh, they don't tend to go that far. So yeah, four to five, I think it's a uh, so, better. Yeah, so his window is there. His his window is there yeah. for the next half a decade. He's still going to be sure. in his prime, we assume. Um, yeah. So he's a guy that they can still build around. But Armstead, who is a big part of what they do, regardless of whether he's overpaid or not, is only got a year or two left. So that backs up yeah. what we were saying. He's, he's gone pretty soon. Then we'll go to the second level now, Fred Warner. Here's where Warner's Warner's still a young guy. He's only going to be 27 this year. Yeah. He's got on his contract, they have him signed through 2026. So when mm-hmm. that contract is over, there is a potential out after this season. Maybe they restructure. But when his contract is over, he's going to be 30. Here's where I worry a little bit with Warner. Going to be 27. These guys have had a lot of games on their bodies the past three or mm-hmm. three of the past four mm-hmm. years. Again, eventually, Warner's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Is he going to stay that way for the next four years? I don't think anybody can say that. There may be a decline. Maybe there won't be. But I would think, again, as I'm talking about this two-year window, I see him playing at this high elite level for the next two years. But 29-30, he may still be an excellent player, but I I don't know if he'll be that all-pro level at 29-30 because guys just get older. I don't know. Maybe he will be. But for Warner, I, mean, I would say two to four years with the. And I, the- I feel like I feel like the the part of Warner's game that makes him elite is his athleticism, uh, for the position, right? And his size. He's six three, right? Like he is a converted safety. That's what he was at Utah. He was like a, a hybrid safety linebacker, which is why he's elite at coverage. And that is that really is is the part of his game that that unlocks this defense is is his ability to just straight up erase the middle of the field. 
And the reason that he can do that is because of his insane athleticism, which as we know, starts to decline as you get older. And so that's where, that's where you're right. It does get, it does get scary. I mean, he looks like he's a, you know, elite physical, uh, mm-hmm. you know, condition. So I, I, I don't know that I am like aggressively worried, but for sure. I mean, obviously as, as, as this, these players age, and that's where, you know, that's where the draft and that's where Adam Peters and and getting these these mid round and, and late round steals comes in is if you're going to have an expensive roster with elite talent at on both sides of the ball, you got to supplement it in the draft, which is why the Rams are where they are now, which is why, you know, even though the 49ers don't have a first or second round pick, they still got 10 picks in this cup of com- upcoming draft. Right. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm confident that they're going to come away with maybe a starter and, and, and a lot of solid dudes. So, um, yeah. And, and Greenlaw, I, I, I don't think Greenlaw is that much younger than, than, than Warner. It's it's either a year or two, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Greenlaw will be 26 this year and he's on okay. what a steal two yeah. years, 16.4 million right now. He is an unrestricted yeah. free agent in 2025. Mm-hmm. So you're paying Warner a lot. If he continues playing like this, Greenlaw is up for a big payday. It stays in with my two-year thing, 2023, yeah. 2024. Then can you sign him to a, the big contract he's probably going to get? I don't know. So right now, Greenlaw falls in that two-year window with me because we don't know if they can afford him right. after 2024. I'm trying to make a point. I hope I am with these contracts. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's the core guys in the front seven. After that, we said Charverius Ward was a core player, and he yep. absolutely is. Now, he is signed through... Again, he'll be an unrestricted free agent in 2025. Yeah. So he will be, after 2024, 2025 will be his age 30 season. He is a free agent in two years, two-year window yeah. for him too. And the other one that we said is Hufunga, who obviously they, again, he's a steal. Yeah. He's on his, his rookie yeah. contract for right. a fifth round pick. Yeah. And he is, guess what year he's an unrestricted free agent, Brian? 2025 2025 <laughs> if he continues on this trajectory he's going to be worth a lot of money yeah can you pay Greenlaw? can you pay hufunga two-year window so we have out of our six core guys both are going to be around armstead probably not after two years yeah Greenlaw probably not after two years warner we think again is he going to get older yes but contract, I think he's yeah. going to be a high level player for the next two to four years so he'll still yeah. I think he'll he'll be there past four years, unless unless his play does go down and they decide to play pay, pay Greenlaw. Who knows? But sure. As for right now, I'll say Warner, being knowing what we know of him, is still going to be around. Yeah. Charvarius Ward, two years, he's an unrestricted free agent. Bufunga, two years, he's an unrestricted free agent. The defensive window right now with this core is two years. Two years. Yep. With that, all right. Offense. All right. You want to go first? Core players on offense. Yeah. There's. There's more of them. <laughs> um, so obviously Trent Williams, yep. uh, George Kittle, yep. Christian McCaffrey, yep. Debo Samuel, yep. Brandon Ayuk. Yep. And then, I mean, you gotta, I guess you, you gotta say, and I know what you're going to say. You, you gotta say one of the quarterbacks, right? Like, oh, I thought you were going to say use chat. No, well, I mean, I don't think he's a, like I, I, I'm, I'm so into Jason Poe fullback that, <laughs> that like, I, I love Kyle Ushek and I think he's incredible. 
Um, but I also, and, and, and it, it actually fits because I, I, w- I believe his, I believe he's a free agent in 2025. Is he not? We'll find out. We'll look, we'll yeah. put him because of yeah. how important he is to, but, but I will say, way. I will say he is, he is a core player to the offense based on how important the fullback position is in this offense. Yeah. So okay. that's six. And then if you add one of the quarterbacks. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say no to the quarterbacks because we have no idea. Well, I just meant quarterback is a core position. So, like, it's, regardless it's of what is there, yeah, it's, it's somewhat important. important. It's yeah, it it, te- it right. tends to it tends to affect whether you win or lose. Okay, so let's say Trent Williams. We'll go with him first. He has a potential yeah. out in his deal after this upcoming season. He's going to be thirty five this year. Yeah, and he's already kind of talked about retirement. Um, yeah, his cap hits are insane. Twenty seven million this year. Then 28 million, 30 million, 34 million. He's not going to see this entire contract. I don't think he's going to play till he's 38. If you asked me, I'd say he's got two years left. Um, yes. They'll probably do some restructure. And I think if you asked him, he'd say he has two years left. Two years left. So there we go. Two year window. All right. This next one to me is interesting as hell. And that's George Kittle because everybody loves him. He's a great player. He's been banged up. He's got a big deal. He's going to be 30 this year. He has a potential out in his contract after 2024. After that. So and he's already talking about what a post NFL WWE career would look like. I think he's got other stuff on his mind. I definitely do. Yeah. And his cap hits are 18 million. Other oh, stuff on his mind post career. I should say. I don't think sure. Sure. Now. Um, he has other options when he retires, I should say. 18 million cap hit, 2024, 19 million, 2025, 17 million. Um, if you ask me, two, maybe three years left for Kittle. So he falls. Yeah, I think he can I think he can play out the contract, but he's not he's not getting a, another one. I I don't even know if he would play for another team, you know, after this contract. Cause again, what is that? That takes him through his age 33 season, right? Yeah, and his dead cap. So this year, obviously, he's on the team. His dead cap is twenty million. In two thousand twenty-four, yeah. it's only nine point eight. In two thousand twenty-five, it's only four million. Yeah, might they've be got two out. years. Yeah. yeah, might be two years. So yeah. that falls right in line with that. Debo Samuel, will they end up regretting this contract? <sighs> I gotta find him. It's it's not after this year. It is gnarly. But I also believe that there is an out after this year, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Let me pull it. Okay, I got it right here. So Debo signed. There is an out after 2024. So next year, again, right now, it's not doing it. His cap, it's only 8.6 million right now. His dead Um, cap. His This, again, this is funny because, you know, there was that the Patriots are sniffing on Debo Samuel. And then you look at the contract, you're like, Debo Samuel's dead cap hit is $35 million. (laughs) Yep. That's the, no it, the discussion Comical. ends right there. It just ends yep. right there. Next year, his cap hit jumps to $28.5 million. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Yep, 28. And his dead cap is $26 million. Then there's right. the out with $15 million of, of dead money. His cap mm-hmm. hit would be $24 million in 2025, and he'll be 29. Mm-hmm. I think my personal opinion is the next guy we named as a core player, Brandon Ayuk. I think he's yes. going to continue to ascend and I think they're going to want to lock him up long-term. And I don't see 
Debo, at least at this contract, past 2024. Yeah. Two years. Mm. Maybe 2000, maybe they could work something out. Yeah. To redo I the mean, money. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I think, I, I actually think this is a really big season coming up for Debo uh, in terms he, he of. Didn't, he didn't have a great year. No, he did not. And so, you know, did that have to do with the prolonged contract negotiation to where Maybe. he came to camp late, wasn't, you know, wasn't necessarily in football shape and then just took a long time to get there? Maybe. Uh, but yeah, his impact this season, obviously, I mean, he had an outsized impact in 2021. Let's be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. There aren't very many players that had a season like Debo did in 2021. You can't expect that year in and year out. And and I don't, but I did expect more out of him than, than what we got. So um, I, I do, I think this is, I don't want, I'm not saying a make or break year, but if you're Debo Samuel, if, and you're the 49ers, if he has a decent season this year, then maybe you look to extend him again, which just allows you to, to kind of kick the can out that cap hit a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree with you, Brandon, I, um, I think he's going to continue to ascend and I think he is the best receiver on this team. And that, that's no that's no shade to Debo Samuel in the slightest. I think Debo no. Samuel is an incredible football player, but I just think Brandon Ayuk is a better wide receiver, and 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 Debo Samuel is a better weapon. And and, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. And for what they're paying him, listen, you're making twenty eight million dollars a year. You're a different player than a Tyree Killer, Devontae Adams, but you better have a similar impact, yeah, which he did in two thousand twenty one. And that's he's making Hell, quarterback he, money. He needs AJ Brown impact, right? Like, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, that's what you're he, looking um, for. It's a big year for him next year. And then we look at Ayuk, yeah. who you would think the Niners are going to pick up his option at 14 yeah. million for 2024. And then you hope I'm going to put him as being around for five plus years because I think they're going to want him in the mix and they're going to try to extend him. Yeah, I think they're going to pick up his fifth year option and then negotiate an extension to lower the cap hit of the option. I think that is the route that they're going to take. Yeah. I think so too. And then that, that is going to be right around where Debo's deal is expiring. It's going to be really interesting to see yeah. what they're going to do there. Now, Christian yeah. McCaffrey, I think they're going to, they're going to figure something out with this contract. His cap hits are 12 million, 12 million, 12 million, which isn't insane by any stretch of the imagination. I know it's, maybe it's you can say it's a lot if you're not into paying running backs, which I'm not, but I think he's different. Right. I think, I think he's a different <laughs> he dude. So, yeah. um, but with McCaffrey, he's going to be 27 this year. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of touches. I know he's not, a lot of receptions are included in that, but he does have a lot of touches. Running backs typically do not get better until the late 20s and early 30s. Um, at 27 years old, I give him two to three years of maybe elite type production. Yeah, he has no, if if I'm not mistaken, he has no guaranteed money left on his deal, right? I don't believe so. So I, I, I think what they may do as as a as a way to renegotiate, if you will, I think they might add one more year and then and then and then convert some of you know it's not guaranteed his salary is not guaranteed but mm-hmm. it's it's a high base salary right and so if mm-hmm. you add a year and then convert base salary to bonus then you spread that bonus out over the next 4 years as cap hit at least this season so I think that's that's likely the route that they go all right, and then the last guy, if you want to throw him in there just because of his blocking and what he allows him to do versatility-wise is use check. He's going to be mm-hmm. 32 this season. Yeah, He does, doesn't have huge – well, he does. He has huge cap numbers for a fullback, 6.5, yeah. 7.5, 7.5. 
do the Niners maybe choose? There is a potential out with 2.6 million of dead cap after this year. Do the Niners choose to maybe put that money elsewhere and, and bring in your boy, Jason Poe, maybe? Um, <laughs> I don't know. But again, 32, 33, 34, I don't see more than two to three years of him either being on the team or, or, or playing at this level. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that contract that he signed is his, is his last contract, likely in the NFL. And so, you know, I I don't foresee, unless his play just steeply declines and I don't see that happening, I think they let him play it out and I don't think they, I don't think they take the out. I think they love him too much and, and, and what he allows Shanahan's run game to do is, is too important. And so, like I said, unless he either a gets severely injured or B his play declines precipitously, I don't, I don't foresee them getting out of it. I don't think they feel like they have the need to, um, there are other ways to, you know, to get that cap space, but, but yeah, I think, you know, you said it off air, you know, and, and, and it feels like we've kind of shown it out, right? This window is, is how long Al? Two years. It's two years. Yeah. Two years. It's two years. They have a two year window right now, which mm-hmm. is, which is why I think the, the, what I asked earlier about whether or not Lance can do anything. I think that answer is no. And I think the unfortunate situation is I think they mishandled the whole thing. I think they um, I think they got caught up in the frustration of Jimmy Garoppolo's injury history mm-hmm. and it allowed them to not allow them. It it clouded their judgment and they decided, look, it, this is the time and we're going to get this guy and they it may just seem that they picked the wrong guy and that's no shade to Trey Lance. That is shade to a thought process where you pick a player that is horribly green and then hope and pray that a year of sitting is enough to develop him into the guy you want him to be. And I just think that was the wrong, the absolute wrong way to go about it. And so I think it's Purdy because we've seen what Purdy can do in this offense and you're worried about the next two years, not the next 10 years. And so I I think that's, that's where we're at. Yeah. Really interesting. So we came up with 12 guys and a number of them, an offense. We figured Trent Williams, two years, Kittle, two years, Samuel, two years. Ayuk, we think will be a five plus to build around. Um, Christian McCaffrey, two to three, use check two to three. And then the defensive side boasts a five plus to build around Armstead two, And then the rest of the guys are more contract things, but right. Greenlaw two years, he needs a new deal. Hufunga two years, he needs a new deal. Warner two to four, just because of age, but we sure. still think he's going to be productive and Ward two years and he, he would need a new deal. Yep. So that's your window. You're talking right now, two years. Yeah. And that's why the Niners need to win now. No other option. No yeah. other option. Just win baby. Just win, right, baby. It's going to be fun, man. I can't. I can't wait to see what they do. It's again. It's just going to be another interesting off season. So it's fascinating. It, never boring. Never, <laughs> never a dull moment with this game. <laughs> All right, we're out. Thanks, everybody. Later. Nine three. One two three. Yeah! 
2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.